everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. I'm Angela Meyer. This is my co-host, Abby Peters. Pew, pew, pew. And today we are talking to at Spoiled Cowgirls, a.k.a. Misty. And she is live with us on the phone right now. What is up, my lady? Hola, chicas. How are you? <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> we are so happy that you joined us today. Um, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this already follows you. But in case they don't, can you just, like, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? Yes. Uh, I'm Misty Farnsworth, also known as at Spoiled Cowgirls on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Spoiled Cowgirls as well. What all, is it silversmithing, jewelry making, like, what all do you do for your brand? Um, I, I'm a silversmith, so I do all sorts of jewelry making. You know, I bead quite a bit, so, um. That is also a thing I do, but mostly it's just uh, metal work, you know, silversmithing. Badass. Super cool. So how did you get into that? Well, it it all started back in 2010. I was um, at home, a mother to a new baby girl, and staying at home and kind of going a little stir-crazy, so I wanted to develop some kind of a hobby to keep me stimulated doing something other than just, you know waiting for the baby to wake up. So I started beading um, and did a lot of beading jewelry and um, added pre-made pendants, you know, the big, what I refer to now is nasty, blingy, ugly pendants. (laughs) (laughs) You can see them from two miles away. And, you know, I just, when I first started, it was very satisfying, but I knew at some point I wanted to get to this level of some of these artists that you find out in the Southwest, you know, we're highly influenced by Native American jewelry because it's everywhere and Southwest jewelry. And so ultimately I had this vision that I wanted to do this thing, but I had to start somewhere. And so that's how I started was just, you know, beating simple things, you know, turquoise, bulky, chunky necklaces and things like that. And it just evolved over time, you know, so that's how it started. That's amazing. And you're in Arizona, correct? Yes, I'm in southern Arizona, about as far southeast you can get without actually being in Mexico. Amazing. (laughs) Cool, super amazing. So what does your process look like, which I'm sure has changed since you got started, but what is that process or kind of how you gather inspiration? Well, you know, I live out in the desert, and there is so much inspiration around me. Um, I have a line that I refer to as creatures of the Southwest, and it's just solely, you know, different critters you might see running around, a a, a horny toad, a rattlesnake, you know, a roadrunner, just those things. So I draw inspiration a lot from my surroundings and where I live. Also, again, as I mentioned, there's a lot of that Native American inspiration down here, so I I really draw a lot from from that culture why we aren't silversmiths because we would be creating corn and awesome uh, skulls <laughs> would not be not be cute it wouldn't be the cute maybe, maybe like an acorn or I don't. <laughs> hashtag midwest yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. so so it sounds like you incorporate a lot of different elements into each of your designs you mentioned like you mentioned beadwork you mentioned silversmithing, stones. On on average, like any given piece, how many hours goes into making that? From the design to the fabrication uh-huh. to photographing to marketing? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, from start to finish on something more simple, you know, I can sit down and crank out a pair of very simple studs at my bench in, you know, less than an hour, photograph it, post it onto my my site, and have it ready for sale all within an hour. That'd be something simple. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had pieces that I've done in the past that have taken me weeks and months to do because there's... And this is where the appreciation of the craft has to come into play because uh, it's not like I'm all over here buying all this and that. You know, some of my pieces are made top to bottom from scratch, and it is very labor intensive. So I've had pieces that have taken me, you know, months to do. And there's times where I will start a piece and, you know, set it off to the side because maybe something's not going right. Mm-hmm. So I want to just put it over here for a minute. So sometimes you got to factor that in. It takes a little bit of time to actually build a piece because it won't cooperate. <laughs> so, I get you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to weeks to months. So it just depends on the piece in itself. Yeah. Like, we're both artists. I'm a music artist. Abby's a visual artist. And, like, you just sometimes have to set it aside and let it stew oh, and yeah. think about what it uh-huh. did. I think that's <laughs> like paintings done you know like in, right. you know and you see it on the the date on the bottom and it's like a 10-year window and you're like what and then you I had to put this time out for like years. yeah yeah you like see it you hate it you come back to it you're like I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna okay. try this one more time uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah I broke up with some jewelry in the past mm. I'm like nope you and I we're not friends anymore so. Shameless question. Of course. I mean, your work is beautiful, mm-hmm. but social media is its own animal. So how did you get so freaking popular? We're looking at currently 12.7 thousand followers. Whoa, Influencer, where you at? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know what? I've had a lot of help from influencers that are on, uh, you know, social media. So I've had a lot of help that way. I have customers who I've you know, I have a rapport with over years who share, 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 you know, and um, consistency really helps. If you are constantly with your content, putting it out there, put it in your face, you know, I've got this, this is what I'm doing, and, and interact with people, you know, don't just like a heart, you know, or something like that. Interact and conversate with people. I found that to be very beneficial for myself because I I love people I love talking and hanging out with people so interaction in itself on my part has been a big thing and then of course I mean insane positive feedback from uh, people that I would consider to be like the influencers in the social media have helped and tremendously oh that's so cool that's so cool and that's it's so true I mean as you were talking I'm thinking like of course if you're selling something in person or you know offering it if somebody compliments it you're not just going to stand there and like give them a little thumbs up (laughs) give them a heart sign you're gonna give them finger guns and walk away so I think we yeah we often lose that human piece when we sit behind a screen so it makes so much sense um you know to to constantly be cultivating that with people But at the same time, have you found, does that come with a price tag for you? Like constantly putting your work out there and having it be so popular, are people seeing that and kind of taking advantage? Well, you know what, it is kind of, 
I, and I, I think this goes for everybody. We have our up days and our down days. There's days when you might kind of doubt yourself a little bit and go, you know, oh, somebody, you know, this post only got so many likes. And you might go down on yourself, you know, because you're just like, we're just human and that's just what we do. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I try very much to not let that kind of stuff get to me. You know, I'm, I'm getting older in my days and so I try to, you know, steer clear of things that might bring wrinkles to my face. So I love that. <laughs> <Good. laughs> I have to imagine like you've been probably knocked off and imitated and like oh. I mean tell us about that. Gosh, listen Stressor. to that heavy sigh. She's like, oh, oh. God. Yeah, big sigh. Anyways, you know, it as as it goes with anything that is aesthetically pleasing, somebody's gonna come along and be like, Oh hey, I like that. Let's do it. And that I'm going to, you guys are going to have to remind me because I'm going to go backwards here, is one of the reasons why I don't do cussings anymore because I've had so many people, you know, hundreds of messages a year come to me and be like, hey, can you make me this? And they send me a picture and I'm like, that's so-and-so's. Why don't you have them make it for you? Uh, I just got tired of people coming to me because I have this certain ability and asking me to make things that someone else has made so um that's one of the reasons why i don't do customs anymore because i just got tired of grandiose ideas and someone wanting me to recreate another artist's work so yeah so recently i was informed and this is just two weeks ago that a foreign company i'm assuming it was a chinese-based company had gone in and taken um, my images my description um, everything about my jewelry was on their site. They were just selling it for a, a ridiculous price. So, wow. um, I had to go at them kind of aggressively. And luckily I have so many friends and customers <clears throat> that have occupations where they can help me out. Like I had a lawyer gal go, Hey, hold on a minute. Let me do this, <laughs> that, and the other. And she emailed them and we were pretty relentless at them for about a week and then all of a sudden the site just completely vanished off the internet so that was kind of cool oh that's awesome yeah so so I've had that happen I've also had other um individuals who do try to copy my pieces but I've always felt that as an artist you just got to stay one step ahead of the game, you know, and, and get that next thing. That's why I'm constantly evolving. I'm changing all the time. I'm not a machine, so I don't mass produce. I'm, you know, I like different because repetitive makes me want to go to sleep. <laughs> and I think that's what makes it so challenging to be an artist in any form is that, yeah, like you touched on, people come to you with a project or an idea and think you'll do it just because you have a certain yeah. skill set, not yeah. understanding that, you know, you're, you want. <laughs> yeah, you're constantly working to be original and to put a voice out there and it's, and it can be exhausting. Yes, it can be very exhausting. And that's again, why I just, like I said, whatever we can do to keep Misty's face looking, you know, 30 versus uh, <laughs> 50s door right now, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Push off that Botox on me. <laughs> I can't quarantine. <laughs> I hear whiskey does about the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what makes your brand so different from other I mean there's a million silversmiths out there but when you look at your Instagram page there's a certain 
flavor to it. There's a certain, like, I don't know, set of colors and, you know, all that stuff. What makes your brand so unique? Well, you know, when I look at it, I just see myself in everything that I do. I, you know, I actually physically put my heart and soul and blood into what I do. And so I appreciate it. And I try to push that out to my my clientele or, you know, just followers in general. I just, you know, I'm not different than any other person on earth. The only thing is, is I just change it up a little bit. You know, I do what makes me feel good. It's honestly kind of selfish, but it's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) But authenticity like that can't be replicated. And I think that that really shines through, especially when you have these companies trying to take your work. Well, no, what it comes down to is that, you know, like you said, you put, you put yourself into every piece you make. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, and I strive to, for quality, you know, I, I tell people jokingly, you know, this jewelry is going to be around longer than you are. And I mean it because <laughs> I, I make things, you know, it's, it's bad to think, but it's the truth. I make pieces that I expect will outlast your existence, basically, you know, because I pride myself in what I do. And when somebody sees my name stamped on the back or my brand on the box, there's that very first piece you're going to know when, once you open it and put it onto your body, man, this is, this is actually really good stuff, you know? And so I, I pride myself in the fact that I don't, you know, hustle to make millions of dollars on cheap, junky crud. I'm actually, you know, trying to give you an heirloom quality piece that you can maybe give to your daughter and pass down the line, you know? Oh, I love that. So powerful. Yeah. Well, and how cool, too, that it's really been here a lot longer than any of us have combined to begin with because it's all, you know, elements of the earth. And so, so cool. Like, for us, getting more into the more metaphysical meaning of all of it and Mm -hmm. the spiritual meaning behind all of it, it's so neat that you can pour yourself into these things and people can enjoy them forever. I, I love, I love doing it and I love that I have people that love what I do and appreciate it and, you know, you can... You can just feel it, you know, like you're saying, there is a certain energy that I transfer into there and to you, you know, as the person wearing it. And that's why I always say, call it jewelry that empowers, because it does. It makes you feel good. And when you feel good, you're healthy. When you're healthy, you know, we're good to go. So Amazing. Oh, my gosh. I wish this was on video. We're just sitting here with our hands on our hearts, like, oh, my like speaking, speaking our love language right now. <laughs> So with that, then, like, it sounds like you kind of consider yourself a a keeper of this kind of sacred craft. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be to people who are looking to get into silversmithing, for example, or looking to get into what you do? Well, first off, you've got to love doing it, first of all, because it's very tedious work. You know, you've got to enjoy the craft, first off, and then just... find that what is passionate to you, you know, draw from yourself, not everything that everyone else around you is doing so much. I don't, you know, I love that people can draw inspiration from others and I highly recommend it because nothing truly is original. We've got to get inspiration from each other Mm -hmm. in order to make, make things, you know, so just, but find it in yourself to, you know, draw out what you love. Picasso, I think, who said art is theft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Truth, truth, truth. Absolutely, and that's the thing. You know, we 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 call it drawing inspiration, but he nailed it. It's it is theft because again, there's not really too many things that's original ideas anymore. You, 
they're already pretty much taken out. You just got to put a little twist on it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you look at, you know, somebody coming after you, what you're doing or copying or stealing a design or something as fuel to make yourself one step ahead and that much better and that much more inspired and that puts like a fire in your gut um have you always felt that way or was it like disheartening at first because I know for myself I would just feel crushed (laughs) if I had my design stolen (laughs) yeah you know and it is there's there's that that moment inside yourself where you're just like oh why do I even do this you know seriously and um but you've got to rise up to the occasion, you know, grab the bull by the horns and let's rock and roll and do something cool. Um, so how would you say any advice to makers or shop owners, boutique owners, etc., that are trying to establish their own creative voice while they're seeing so much inspiration in the Western industry and really, you know, what's your advice for them trying to build their own unique brand? Well, again, it's going to all boil down to having um, your product just put in, you know, out there. You've got to be consistent and just, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. That's what it's all about, you know. Don't doubt yourself because if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it for you, you know. You're your best, you know, you are your number one cheerleader, supporter, you know. Just do it and do it full wholeheartedly. Yeah, nobody will work harder for your brand than you will. Exactly. <laughs> that is the truth. Nobody will. So you just got to get that hustle and, you know, on the request, let's do it. Yes. Um, another question for you. This is personal. Uh, when and where can we meet you? <laughs> you know what, Angela? It's funny because we briefly passed, uh, crossed paths at um, NFR this past year. Did we? RFWA. Yes. You were at the Cowie booth. Yes. Um, um, performing, and I was set up diagonal to Thomas over there. Wait, and so what? I walked over and listened to you, Jana, <gasps> and I was like, no way so we already did oh my gosh we go way back back. (laughs) you know what i would say we've known each other for years years. (laughs) technically technically yes because that was 2019 that was 2019 so this is 2020 good lord it was eons ago but yeah i intend if you know the Rona herself. Yeah, she gets, calms down. You know, on out of here. She's, she's got a shot to take a deep breath. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> booking her at the RFWA Expo again this year. Oh, good, good, It'll good. Be their third year doing the event, and it's been such a great experience, that whole um, expo. And I'm going to just promote it real quick for them. Because Absolutely. That's, yes, please do. That's where the makers, you know, the, this is where USA comes together. Yeah. Oh, I made this. Let's put it on there today. 
I love uh, that. So people need to be on their toes and constantly checking in, is what I'm hearing you say. Just maybe daily. <laughs> yeah, di- girls, men, fine for their ladies, daily, check <laughs> Beautiful. And Mother's Day is coming up. I mean, yes, now is the time. And yes, everyone should know their mama called me. Amazing. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Your mama wants spoiled cowgirls jewelry, so get to getting gift ideas. Well, Misty, thank you so much for joining us today on the Breaking Western podcast. It was such a fun time talking to you. I'm so glad we've already met. I can't wait to meet again. Um, now that when we're all like aware of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it was so good, girls. Thank you so much for having me. It was real fun talking with you guys and. so much for listening to the breaking western podcast today you can find me angela meyer 23 on instagram and abby at abby from iowa, iowa.